0: Wishing Day by Lauren Miracle. Chapter 9 You don't know how beautiful you are, either. You should smile more, Natasha. When you smile, it lights up your face. Natasha read it through twice. Then she dug in her pocket for the first note. She shook it open and her eyes went from one to the other. She checked the handwriting, the funny little as, and the carefully dotted I, is. She went back and forth until she convinced herself of the truth. There were two notes, both written to her, both equally wondrous. Hi, Natasha, someone said, and she startled It was Benton's best friend, Stanley, looking round and puffy in a green down jacket that probably came from his parents' sporting goods store. Natasha pressed the notes together and held them at her side, hidden by her cupped hand. Hi, Stanley, she said. Her legs felt hollow, and although she liked Stanley, she wasn't in the mood for a chat. She willed him to continue on towards wherever he was headed. He didn't. He stood there, smiling awkwardly. They both smiled awkwardly until the fog lifted from Natasha's brain. All oh, right, she thought. School. She started walking, and Stanley fell in beside her. Their strides were sim- similar, which meant Natasha could neither pass him nor let him pass her without being obvious about it. I like your coat, he said. You do, she said. Her coat was blue and plain and made of wool. He nodded. Um, I like yours too, she said. Their boots clumped along the sidewalk. Natasha wanted to ask Stanley about Benton, but what would she say? Hey, Stanley, does Benton like me? So junior high. And even though Natasha was in junior high, she refused to be that undignified. Plus... She would never be able to get the words out. Never, ever, ever. She considered asking him about the bird lady, but ran into the same problem. You know that old lady who says coo, ee, and cluck, cluck, cluck? She imagined herself saying. The one with the bird in her hair? It wasn't really a conversation winner, either. They arrived at school and parted ways, and Natasha's shoulders finally relaxed. When lunchtime came, Natasha saw Stanley again. Natasha sat with Molly as usual, and Stanley sat with Benton as usual. Stanley wasn't wearing his puffy green coat anymore, and his basic blue t-shirt was too big on his thin frame. Benton, on the other hand, Looked insanely adorable in his random on purpose t shirt of the day. It was gray with cartoon drawings of two old men on the front. The old men were wearing suits and ties, and their expressions were stern. Beneath them, in bold block letters, was the phrase haters gonna hate. It looked soft, Benton's shirt. It wasn't too loose or too tight, and Natasha could tell he made muscles all over the place. Muscles for writing notes? Well, that was silly. But muscles for sprinting from one place to another, and then away again without ever being seen. Oh my gosh, Molly said. She snapped her fingers in front of Natasha's face. Natasha! Natasha! Huh? Natasha said. You're staring at Benton, Molly said. More than usual even. Just go over to him and say, Hey, hot stuff. Wanna go fishing? Fishing, Natasha said. Or ice skating. Or rock climbing. Excellent idea, but I don't think so. But terrific brainstorming, she gave Molly a thumbs up. Molly studied her for a long moment. You're too happy, she said. There's something going on, isn't there? Of course not, Natasha said. Oh, right, of course not, Molly repeated. Natasha, what aren't you telling me? Nothing. That's your answer? Really? Because I know you, and you're hiding something. Why do you never tell me stuff? I tell you tons of stuff, Natasha protested. Why don't you tell me stuff? Molly tilted her head. Like How? Zara hurt my feelings when she said I was too loud, like how I want to whiten my teeth, but my mom won't let me. So I tried to smile just using my lips. You have a great smile, Natasha said, her heart beating a little too fast. Your teeth are perfect, like how it makes me sad when you keep everything to yourself, Molly pressed. Natasha held still, hit by a realization she didn't know what to do with. She did keep big chunks of her life from Molly. The notes, for example. Why hadn't she told Molly about the notes? Molly, Natasha said. Molly rubbed her forehead. Then she sighed and placed her palms on the table. She leaned in and said, Do you have intimacy issues? Is that why you keep everything locked inside? Natasha stiffened, and she felt the sudden shock of tears. Molly reddened. Never mind. Forget I said that. Intimacy issues. What a stupid term anyway, right? She hesitated. But if you ever do want to tell me anything... Natasha felt exposed. What had begun as an ordinary conversation had crossed into unknown territory. Natasha, Molly said. Her voice was small. Are you mad at me? Did I make you mad? No, Natasha said. Then why are your eyes all wide? Natasha's heart pounded. She took a breath. There is something I kind of want to tell you, but it's embarrassing. I won't be weird about it, I promise. You already know anyway, Natasha said. It's just, you're right. I do have a crush on Benton. Molly squealed. Molly, shh. That was my happy noise, Molly protested. You have a crush on him, and you finally admitted it. I am so proud of you. She reached across the table and patted Natasha's head. Has anything, you know, happened between you two? Not really, Natasha said, although earlier in history class, she'd asked Benton what set of questions they were supposed to be working on, and he'd said five through ten And if you finish those, go on through 15. Oh, she said. Thanks. No problem, he said. And his easy smile had made Natasha's cheeks grow warm. Then that's our next step, Molly announced. To make something happen. Ooh, you should go over to him. I don't think so. You could give him your apple. Um, no. Why not? You could give him food because guys like food. And he would fall in love with you. You guys would be so cute together. You'd be... Nabitten. Nabitten? Nabin? Nintun, Or I know, Molly cat clapped. Bentasha, it's perfect. Natasha tilted her head, weighing the sound of it. Bentasha, it did sound good. She was about to say so when Molly got a funny expression on her face. What, Natasha said. She looked where Molly was looking and her heart sank. Belinda Berry stood next to Benton, chatting and twirling her hair. She was a hair twirling expert. Benton said something and patted the spot beside his lunch tray. And she laughed. Then she shrugged, turned sideways and boosted herself onto the table. She perched on the edge and swung her legs. It doesn't necessarily mean anything, Molly said. Benton grabbed Belinda's feet. She was wearing big, fuzzy boots, the kind Daria hated. Her legs were bare and her skirt was short. She was cute and bubbly and nice. She really was, and Natasha couldn't compete with her in a million years. The magic it would take to make such a thing possible. Belinton, she said, desolated. No, Molly moaned. Ventasha is so much better. A guy with even bigger muscles than Benton's sauntered toward Benton and Belinda. It was Dave Smith. He fist bumped Benton and ruffled Belinda's hair, reaching up a bit to do so. Belinda smiled and Caught her hand in his hand in hers. She slid off the table and nestled up beside him. Oh my gosh, Molly whispered. Oh my gosh. Dave looped his arm over Belinda's shoulder. Belinda slipped her arm around Dave's waist. She rose up on her tiptoes and let him kiss her, a sweet, quick peck on the lips. Bidave, Molly said, turning to Natasha. A grin stretched across her face. Delinda, Natasha said. Molly held up her palm. Natasha gave her a high five.